It is Saturday, June 29th, and this is The Rally. Hey everybody, Adam Giardino with you, and Scranton Wilkesbury gets ready to take on Lehigh Valley for the second of three games tonight at Coca-Cola Park. But last night, a tough one to swallow for the Rail Riders. They had been 38-0 and when leading after six innings, and last night they just weren't able to hang on for the victory. Lehigh Valley, a late come from behind win. The Iron Pigs scored first on an Austin Listy solo home run in the bottom of the second, and the Rail Riders trailed 1-0. Starter Adonis Rosa was great, six innings, two runs. He later allowed another solo home run to Listy in the bottom of the fifth inning, while Adonis Rosa struck out seven on the night. But the Rail Riders, despite giving up those two solo home runs over the first six innings, they had a lead. The first man in the inning struck out, but then Eric Kratz doubled. Wendell Riho grounded out and Mike Ford walked. Runners at first and second with two away, and the batter, Bravik Valera. De Los Santos, the 1-2 to Valera. Ground ball headed back up the middle, and that's a base hit. Kratz will be waved home. Ford will get to second and stop. Here comes the throw to the plate. It tips off of the glove of Ali Castillo, and Austin Listy has to sprawl out to make sure it doesn't get all the way to the backstop. It's an RBI single from Big Game Bravik, and the Rail Riders have tied it up. It's 1-1 here in the top half of the fifth inning. That swing tied the game, and it brought up the next man, Tyler Wade, who had two aboard and had it in his mind that he wanted Scranton Wilkesbury ahead. It's to Tyler Wade, driven towards left center field. Long run after it, and over top of the head of the center fielder, Romine will skip and roll to the wall. Ford will score. Valera on his way to the plate. Here comes Wade to third. And he slides in safe with a triple. Scranton Wilkesbury takes the lead 3-1 to one in the top half of the fifth inning. So that gave the Rail Riders a 3-1 lead, but that would be it for the offense. They scored only three runs in just the one inning, and Lehigh Valley mounted its comeback. In the bottom of the seventh, the Iron Pigs scored a run on an Ali Castillo sack fly to left. Yeah, the same Ali Castillo, former Rail Rider, doing vengeance against his old team. And then in the bottom of the eighth inning, an infield single where the throw gets away from first base. It allows Malkin Canelo to score. And so instead of the inning potentially being over, Lehigh Valley takes a 4-3 lead. And they hang on in the ninth. Leadoff single by Ryan McBroom. But nothing comes of it for scranton Wilkesbury, And ultimately, they fall by a 4-3 final. Game was played before a sellout crowd of 10,100 fans at Coca-Cola Park. As Adubre Ramos gets the win for Lehigh Valley, he's 1-0. Yaxel Rios, the save, his seventh of the year. Before yesterday's game, we had a chance to sit down and chat with Doug Davis. The bullpen coach for Scranton Wilkesbury is in his second season here. And as we chatted with Doug, the first thing we wanted to talk about, something that he helps out with as the bullpen coach, the relief pitchers. And the big news this week had to do with reliever J.P. Fireisen getting named to the International League All-Star team. No question about that. Um, you know, a lot of times I think in the with these All-Star games, it's difficult for a relief pitcher to get voted in. And uh, so obviously the numbers uh, were huge for J.P. And, uh, and they've been pretty consistent all season long. I, I think, you know, with him, um, this being really his third season here or, or part of third season uh, in AAA, I think he's really 
felt comfortable, and I think that's the biggest thing with him. I, I had a chance to catch a lot of his flat grounds early in the season. Uh, I know he's working on some stuff with Tommy Phelps, and, uh, you know, he applied himself very well. Uh, I think he certainly was able to do some of the things that Tommy wanted him to do, and, and he was able to carry those things into the game. Uh, and, and, again, it's been it's been a comfort level for him, I think. And every time he goes out there, he's, he's very confident in himself and what he's taken to the mound, and, and it's certainly shown. Kyle Higashioka, one of four catchers going from the International League out of you know, 14 clubs, and every team has two or three catchers on the roster. And Higgy's been up and down a little bit with the New York Yankees this year and a little streaky with the Rail Riders this year. But the power numbers pretty much on par to set career highs in a lot of categories for how he's played. But you also hear a lot about Higgy and how much of a strong defensive catcher is and how he leads a game from behind the plate. Yeah, you do. And and certainly, you know, this is very deserved for Higgy as well. I mean, he's he's an elite catcher. Uh, he's an elite receiver. And, and that's something that I think, you know, we really hold very high in this organization from a standpoint of uh, being able to go out there consistently, um, receive pitches properly, uh, you know, get the pitches that are strikes and that should be called strikes, and then, you know, on occasion get some pitches that uh, are on the edges that, uh, you know, maybe other catchers may not get. Uh, he consistently does that uh, because he's very good behind the plate. He's got a strong hand. Uh, he's always relaxed, but he's always, you know, able to get get his glove into a position to receive pitches on on all those edges. He's always been very good down, uh, and he's made a lot of strides on receiving pitches up in the strike zone this year. And uh, you know, and that's that's helped his numbers uh, from a standpoint of gaining gaining strikes. So. Uh, Kyle's been fun to work with for me, you know, every year that I've had him. Uh, it's great to see that he gets opportunities in the big leagues because when he goes up there, he does fantastic. And and now with the offensive numbers that he's putting up, especially the power numbers, which we all knew he had. I mean, he's got tremendous power, uh, but but it's consistent now. He's, he's throwing it out there on, on a very regular basis. So, you know, again, another guy that deserves to be in that All-Star game. Mike Ford, Ryan McBroom, part of this offensive lineup for Scranton Wilkesbury that's almost a minor minor league murderer's row these days with Logan Morrison and Trey Ambergen, Bravik Valera providing a lot of the power game. For Mike and Ryan though, you're looking at three categories, you're looking at four or five categories for Ford with on base percentage that these are guys that are consistently daily presence, no matter where Jay puts them in the lineup, it it's a lineup with these two in it that you never count out of any game. No, you sure don't because you know that they can hit the ball over the fence at any given time. Um, and, you know, and for me, I look at them and, uh, you know, I kind of consider them stepbrothers. Uh, you know, they don't necessarily look alike, uh, but, uh, you know, when they show up to the ballpark, they're usually together. Uh, they talk a lot about hitting. They talk a lot about uh, breaking down pitching, and uh, and they're very smart in that respect. And I think they've grown together. Uh, they've been together now for a couple of years. I think that's been good for them. And, uh, but they're both guys, again, that are extremely strong. Uh, they, they handle both right-handed, left-handed pitching, whichever side of the plate. Uh, they're they're hitting from and uh, you know they they've done a tremendous job just working together and, and doing the things that uh, they've had to do to to improve their game and to again be be consistent on the field. Finally, for you, Doug, as we just passed the halfway point of this season, I asked this question of Jay earlier this week. What's been the biggest surprise to the 2019 season for you? Something that you didn't necessarily anticipate playing out the way it did, or how something has gone. What's 
I think it's difficult to surprise guys that have been around the game for so long, but what's something that you didn't quite anticipate turning the way it did? Well, I think for me, it's it's not necessarily what's happened here, but what's happened in New York uh, with with players that we expected to be here. Uh, you know, those guys that uh, you know were all either on our roster at the beginning of the season, or were penciled in on our roster and didn't end up showing up here, but had to end up going to New York to help out there. Uh, those guys going to the big leagues, those guys holding their own, um, stepping up. Uh, overachieving you name it they've done that and uh you know when you look at the new york yankees of today uh they're they're in first place in that eastern division um potentially have the you know the best record in baseball and and a lot of that has to go with a lot of these guys a lot of the guys that uh you know were supposed to be in triple a but ended up going to the big leagues getting an opportunity and making the most of it Big thanks to Doug as our pregame guest, and a big thanks to you for making the really part of your day today. You can catch all the pregame coverage beginning at 6.05 here in Allentown before a 6.35 first pitch middle game of a three-game set between Scranton, Wilkesbury, and Lehigh Valley. You can catch the coverage on the Rail Riders Radio Network, the TuneIn Radio app, and on the MILB first pitch app as well. I'm Adam Giardino. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at... Adam Giardino, G-I-A-R-D-I-N-O. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you later tonight.